Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Space Witch Podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this Astrology 101 series. Today, um, we are going to be talking about the planets in astrology. Um, The planets are a really, really important thing. Um, Like I said in a previous episode, the planets are, you know, they're huge. I mean, they're like everything that astrology is, basically. So in one of my old episodes, I said that your natal chart is basically just a snapshot of where all the planets were in the sky the day you were born. All of these planets, they all play a crucial part in your chart. As I go on in this episode, uh, you're going to start to realize that all the planets in your chart basically represent like a different part of your psyche um, and how you react to certain things in different areas of your life. Um, someone once put it, um, in something I was reading, I don't really remember where I read this, but, um, someone said that, you know, the houses in your chart are like the stage and then the planets, um, cause the planets all fall in different houses, which I'm going to get more into the houses in next week's episode, but, um, the planets are kind of like the actors on the stage playing out different roles based on what sign they're in. Um, all the planets are going to be a little bit different, Uh, depending on what um, sign that they're in in your chart. They all are correlated with the different signs um, and they all have their own traits and um, qualities and things that they represent. Um, So uh, real quick before I dive into this week's episode, I just have a couple announcements I want to make. One of those announcements is I'm really excited to share that I'm going to be opening my own little Etsy shop soon. Um, I will link that below when that is up and ready. I'm really excited about it. Um, I have a lot of different ideas and little things in the work works. Um, so if I if you see that link in the bottom, uh, by the time this episode's out, go check it out. Give it a click. Um, and yeah, check it out. Also, um, if you would like a reading from me, I am open for natal chart readings. I also do solar return readings. Um, which if you don't know what that is, a solar return reading is kind of like a, a birthday reading. Um, I might do an episode about that at some point. Um, basically, your solar return is your birthday. And um, what you'd be getting from a solar return reading is basically I would take a look at your year ahead and let you know um, what the timeline between your birthday and your next birthday um, is going to be in store for you. And it doesn't even have to be like your birthday. Um, like... If you, you know, if you're like, oh, I already had my birthday or my birthday is not until this time, um, I can still do a solar return reading for you based on, you know, whatever timeline <laughs> you're currently on, um, if that makes sense. So it doesn't have to like actually be your birthday to get a solar return reading. I also do Saturn return readings um, for anyone out there who's, you know, approaching their 30s or 60s. Saturn returns can be a really challenging time, so I can take a look at that and kind of give you a heads up and, you know, figure out how to make that energy work for you. I also do general personality readings, so if you're like, you know, I don't really understand all this um, and you want me to take a look at your chart, I can certainly do that as well. So yeah, if you're interested in any of those, just send me an email at spacewitchpodcast at gmail.com. I will put it in the show notes. And yeah, let's get into today's podcast episode. All right, so all you Leos out there will be rejoicing because I decided that 
I'm going to start this episode off by talking about the sun. Um, yes, the sun. The sun is the center of attention, basically. Um, all the planets revolve around the sun. Um, the sun rules the sign uh, Leo. And the sun represents a lot of things. It represents uh, your ego, your vitality. It represents life force. Um it represents new beginnings and new life. It represents growth um, and warmth. And um, yeah, I always think of like, you know, it, I, you, I mean, obviously, <laughs> um, I think about the, the tarot card, the sun, um, which shows like the, the baby and the, you know, all the flowers in the background. And um, basically just, it represents new life. And so when you are looking at, the sun in your natal chart, um, which by the way, I've said this before, but your sun sign is the day you were born. So if you just know your birthday and that's all you know about astrology, like that's the general thing people talk about. When, like when someone says to you, hey, what's your sign or what's your zodiac sign or whatever, you know, you might say I'm a Virgo or a Leo or a Sagittarius. And um, that's your sun sign because your general birthday is showing where the sun is throughout the year. And, you know, the sun is, you know, it changes signs throughout the year. So it'll, it changes like every, um, you know, every month or so. And so your sun is, it's who you think you are. It's not your whole personality in your natal chart, but it's, it's who you come into this world as like thinking you're supposed to be. It is your ego. It's, you know, it's what makes you feel good. What are you proud of? Um, what traits about you do you maybe like to show off? It's basically just like the role you play in this life. Um, it's, you know, it's like if you were an actor and you were brought into this <laughs> this play called Life, you know, it, this is the universe assigning a character to you, basically, um, is the best way I can put it. So, like, for me, I'm a Virgo, so... Um, you know, a lot of things like I'm and I'm like early degree Virgo, like I'm technically on the cusp of Leo and Virgo, but I personally don't believe in cusps, which I can get into in a in another episode. I'm like literally like one or two days into Virgo. And so because of that, I am like very Virgo. On top of that, my Mercury is in Virgo. So like I'm a perfectionist. I'm very picky. I'm fussy. Um, I'm very like anal. Um, I like things to be a certain way. Like, I have a lot of those um, Virgo traits. I have a hard time with criticism, <laughs> like all of that. So um, when, you, when you're looking at the sun, that is basically what it is. It's your life force. It's who are you supposed to be or um, who are you when um, you don't know? Who, like when you feel out of touch with yourself, your sun sign is what you go back to. When you don't know who you are, you know, your sun sign is the sign that says, you know, this is who you are essentially. Um, and, you know, like I've said in a lot of other episodes, there is good and bad to everything. So, you know, not any one sun sign is good or bad. Every sign has, you know, positive traits and negative traits. And um, really, like how I view astrology in general is, you know, what is this energy being presented to me and how can I work with this energy so that I can use it to make it, you know, work for me? Um, something I actually do want to do at some point is make a um, podcast episode where I talk about bringing out the best in your sign and how to really work with any negative traits that your sign may have. Um, and just basically, how do you take your, your sun sign and make it work for you? 
um, or, you know, whatever your dominant sign or placements are. So, yeah, that is your sun sign. All right. And so the next planet I'm going to be talking about is Mercury. Um, Mercury is one of the one of the planets that like did not really interest me that much um, when I was just getting into astrology. But it is a really interesting planet. So, yeah, Mercury um, rules the sign Virgo and Gemini. Mercury is all about communication and your thoughts and the mind and things of the mind. It can also, um, I actually saw some really interesting posts a while back about um, how your Mercury sign can affect like your handwriting, which is really fascinating. Um, So it's all about like how we think and how we communicate. It also kind of rules logic, how we rationalize things to ourselves, how we, um, you know, make things work, our thinking patterns. It's also, it can show how you learn. Um, Are you like, are you a more hands-on learner? Are you a visual learner? Do you learn by reading things or hearing things? The list goes on. So um, yeah, Mercury, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about Mercury, unfortunately, um, other than, yeah, it is about how you think and you learn and how you communicate. And it rules Virgo and Gemini, which is why like those two signs are known for being really chatty. I know like Virgos like myself, like I could talk all day. Um, I talk and talk and talk. And that's why I'm doing a podcast because I talk to people about astrology constantly. So I was like, I might as well put everything in one spot so I can just, you know, go off and like, you know, people who want to listen to it can listen to it. I actually, you know, I feel like people who are Mercury dominant or people who are, um, you know, if you're a Gemini or a Virgo or if you have a lot of that in your chart, like, you know, I actually was reading something earlier about how um, actually talking about things, like physically talking about things instead of journaling can be really beneficial and helpful. Even if you're like just, you know, not talking to a person, but even talking to like inanimate objects or um, animals, you know, as long as you know, you're obviously not crazy. Um, sometimes talking about things, and I think, you know, this is crucial for people who are, you know, if you're a Virgo or a Gemini or Mercury dominant you know, just talking about things can actually really help you to um, kind of understand your feelings better. And it can be more beneficial sometimes than even journaling. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Aside from that, oh, Mercury is also like, you know, this kind of, I guess, is implied in a way, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, Mercury is also a lot about intelligence. So a lot of like Virgos or Geminis or people with that, you know, Mercury energy in their chart, um, tend to be really intelligent because they're just they're natural um, studiers, basically. Like you take in all this information and all this information is coming to you. And, you know, this can make for someone who's really pensive. And so, um, you know, they're just they're, you're always learning and taking information in, whether it's from your surroundings or, you know, maybe you're on your phone or the computer a lot. Like there's kind of like a joke that like, you know, people who have a lot of mercury influence in their chart, like have will always have like seven tabs open on their um, laptop or computer, which um, just makes me laugh a lot because I know I'm totally that person. Um, these people also really like to read or listen to podcasts like you basically like your information to come to you in whatever way you can possibly get it so you know mercury is all about like studying in the mind and things of that nature so um when you want to understand how someone thinks or you know how they communicate you want to look at their mercury placement to find out how they think you know like if someone has you know mercury and cancer they might be much more thoughtful in how they interact with others or communicate with them or they might be a little more emotional. It might show someone who lets their emotions kind of um, run their brain a little bit. 
they're also they also might be very intuitive or like psychic um, or they might have a very warm nurturing way in how they communicate with people um, or they could be really moody in how they communicate with people um, whereas if you have like mercury and sagittarius for example so like i um like mercury like i said that's the that's what rules the sign gemini sagittarius is the opposite sign of gemini so when you have mercury in sagittarius um, you're going to be a very blunt, very direct uh, communicator. Um, they say that people with Mercury and Sagittarius tend to put their foot in their mouths a lot of the time because it's that, you know, quick, like Mercury energy mixed with, you know, very blunt, very excessive, like Sagittarius. Like Sagittarius, you know, that's the sign that's going to go big or go home. So they really don't have any blocks when they communicate. It's just they just kind of blurt everything out um, and just they say how they feel and, um, they, they really don't hold back in their communication style. So um, that is Mercury for you guys. The next planet I'm going to be talking about is Venus. Um, so Venus rules Taurus and it also rules Libra. Venus is basically the planet of abundance, money, luxury, uh, beauty, affection, love, romance, um, everything that's like beautiful and wonderful. So like when you are looking at someone's chart and you're trying to find out if they're romantically compatible with you, generally speaking, you would want to check out their Venus sign. Venus is also like feminine energy. So they say that like if you want to see um, how a woman, some people will say that if you want to see how a woman flirts, um, you should look at her Venus sign because that's how she might express her, her uh feminine energy and her mars sign is what like quality she looks for in a man because mars is um like more masculine energy um and so the same thing applies vice versa so if you have like a crush on someone or you're already coupled in a relationship um look to your partner's venus sign to understand what their love language is how do they want to be cared for and loved and what makes them feel good um, so like if, you know, someone has Venus in a water sign, they might be a little more emotional when it comes to love. They might take love more seriously. Um, they might want, you know, all that like ooey gooey romantic sort of stuff in their life. Like, you know, text, me good morning text messages or, um, you know, maybe they want you to, they like it if you sent them like a song that makes you think of them or like, you know, all that really like over, over the top kind of like romantic stuff. Um, you know. If, you know, someone has their Venus and an Earth sign, they might really like acts of service or they might really like, you know, gifts because, you know, Earth signs are all about uh, material possessions. If you are with someone who has Venus and a fire sign, they might really like getting lots of compliments and lots of attention, like direct attention from you. Uh, if you have your Venus and an air sign, this is definitely the more detached of the Venus sign. So they really kind of like someone who they can be with but like you know they almost kind of want to be with someone who's like a friend um so just someone that will go on adventures with them or you know maybe someone who gives them a lot of mental stimulation so someone they can have like deep talks with I don't know if any of you remember but when I did my Aries episode with my friend Rose you know she has her Venus in Gemini and you know she was talking about how her and her boyfriend you know they have all these like deep conversations um, about all kinds of different things so um, that's kind of something that you know would be kind of important I would imagine to a Venus and an air sign person like they really like a lot of mental stimulation 
So yeah, like, you know, always look to Venus to kind of find out, you know, what what does someone value? That's the other thing. Venus is about, you know, what things you value. And, you know, that's going to be different to a lot of different people. Like for me, like, you know, I have Venus in Cancer. So, you know, some, some things I really value is like, you know, being in my own space, having my own house, um, my family, my friends, people who are close to me, my plants, my animals, um, you know, domestic things, because that's kind of what cancer is all about is, you know, things of, you know, your home, your family, things of that nature. Um, it can also sometimes represent too, like someone's fashion sense or their style even. So like, I'm going to use my own example, I guess. So like, you know, if you have Venus in cancer, you might kind of be drawn to um, maybe you like the more classic vintage kind of style because, you know, Venus is because cancer, sorry, um, cancer is like a sign that gets very hung up on the past. And so, um, you know, people with Venus and cancer might really like trends that are kind of old, but they want to like bring them back. So things like that. Um, if you have Venus in Leo, your style might be very gaudy or very over the top and dramatic. You probably, you know, dress in a way that's like all eyes are always on you. Um, you might be really big on like your hair and your appearance. So you might have like a really flashy fashion sense. Um, and going back to what I said too about Venus um, ruling Taurus in Libra, like you might notice that like a lot of uh, Tauruses and Libras, um, they really like to dress well and eat really good food. They might really enjoy shopping. Um, these are totally the signs too that really enjoy like, you know, beauty. So like they might like doing their hair and makeup or they might be really into skincare. They like to look good all the time and they like to indulge. So they like to, you know, treat themselves a lot, whether it's to food or clothes or like, you know, I don't know, like the latest technology, like whatever. They might really enjoy bubble baths. They're really, these are like the signs that are just really good at like self-care and knowing when they need to like take time out for themselves um, whether that's, you know, going to yoga or like I said, taking a bubble bath or getting a massage or getting their hair and nails done. Um, so yeah, that is Venus for you. The next planet I'm going to be talking about is the moon. Um, I think one of my earlier episodes is all about your moon sign. Um, so I go a little bit more in depth in that episode, um, where I talk about all the signs and how they act when they are, you know, Wait, or sorry, <laughs> all the signs and how the moon acts when it is in that sign. Um, so the moon is, um, it rules the sign cancer. It is your subconscious. It is your thought, your like feelings, how you handle your feelings. Um, it's what you find comfort in. It can also be your attitude towards your mother since um, the moon is generally heavily associated with uh, mother energy. Um, it is the moon's always changing. So that's why you'll find like with um, people who are cancer sun people or people who just have any cancer in their chart or moon dominant people, um, they might tend to be really moody because, um, you know, the moon is always changing and, um, you know, it affects the tides. And um, because of that, it can it can just cause for people to be really moody. And um, it's it's just very nurturing and so when you look at your moon sign, you want to kind of think like, how do I need to be nurtured? What um, makes me happy emotionally? Um, how do I express my emotions? So like people with, you know, if you have your moon sign and a water sign, you're going to be especially sensitive or intuitive, or you might have really extreme feelings. 
Um, if you have your moon in an earth sign like I do, you might be really logical and practical about your feelings. You might kind of compartmentalize uh, your feelings and put everything in a box and kind of not be aware of when things are actually bothering you until it's too late. Um, if you have your moon in an air sign, it's like a similar thing. You might really rationalize a lot of your feelings or you might be really totally detached from your feelings um, and that's how you deal with them. You just kind of detach yourself from them. Uh, if you have your moon in an, in a fire sign, you might be very quick to your feelings. So you might, you know, be really angry one second and then over at the next. Um, you don't really hold a grudge as much as like, you know, like say a, a moon and water sign person would be. Um, so it's kind of actually this is another thing you want to look at, too, in relationships is someone's moon sign, because much like Venus, um, <laughs> Venus is kind of like what we think we want on like a in, in a shallow sense of what we think we want, whereas your moon sign is what you find comfort in. So if you are with someone or you want to be with someone, look to their moon sign to kind of figure out how they like to be comforted or um, nurtured. Um, and so, yeah, that is your moon sign. Um, I thought I would have a lot more to say about that, but I guess I didn't. Um, if you want to know more about your moon sign or understanding the moon, um, definitely check out uh, one of my earlier episodes where I talk about the moon signs more in depth. Um, so yeah, I'm going to move on to the next planet, which is going to be, um, Mars. Let's talk about Mars. So, um, Mars is almost like I, in my head, I tend to think of it almost as being like Venus's like counterpart or opposite sign. Um, so like I was saying before, Mars is your masculine energy. Um, this might be how a man flirts in his chart or, you know, a male identifying person would flirt in their chart. It is a rules passion, sex, anger, um, your drive, like what's going to motivate you to do things basically, like physically, what's going to motivate you to do that. Um, people who are Mars dominant, um, who have a lot of Mars in their chart or Aries in their chart because Mars rules assign Aries. Um, they might be very physical people. They might um, go to the gym a lot. They might do a lot of um, things with their physical body. They could be a fitness instructor or maybe they go to a lot of fitness classes. Maybe they like hiking or maybe they really enjoy sex. These people are just always on the go. They're very high energy. They get a lot of stuff done. They can be very efficient, um, much like the sign Aries, um, which I said before is like the soldier um, that's like always ready for battle. People who have a lot of Mars in their chart, this they could also be very quick to anger. They're always ready to kind of like fight people. This is definitely the planet that's all about like war and like battles and um, how you express your anger. So um, if you have your Mars in a water sign, for example, you know, you might be very passive aggressive because water is more emotional and um, not as like direct as some of the other signs. So, um, I mean, this can also vary depending on other things in your chart. But generally, if you have Mars in a water sign, you might really not like confrontation. You might kind of shy away from it. Um, you might have a hard time dealing with that. You might let so many things go that you eventually blow up on people um, because you just can't kind of keep your feelings in anymore. As far as like sex goes, you might be, um, you don't, you might not take sex lightly. It might, you might see it as something spiritual or as if like, you know, you're merging two souls together. It, it's very sacred to you. Um, it's probably not something you're as lighthearted about. Um, if you have Mars 
in an air sign, you might be kind of all over the place with your anger. You might kind of just spit things out and not even think about what you're saying or the repercussions. Like it just comes out of you. Um, you might be very detached during sex. You might not see it as much of a as being as much of a connection as like a water sign might see it. If you have Mars in a fire sign, you're very similar to kind of like having your moon in a fire sign. You might be very quick to anger. You might be very blunt. Um, you might be angry one second and then kind of over it the next. Um, also, depending on other things in your chart, this could be totally different. During sex, you might be very passionate. It's kind of similar to a water sign. You, um, you know, you really enjoy sex. You um, kind of put your all into it. It's not as like deep or as sacred as like say a water sign would be, but I feel like the strong like emotions are still um, there during sex for you. Um, if you have Mars in an Earth sign, um, you're going to be very pragmatic towards anger and sex and how you go about those things. Um, you're going to have like a very grounded way of looking at it. People with their Mars in an Earth sign, you might have tendency to get very physical when you're angry. Um, this is definitely because like, you know, Earth signs are all about the physical, like material possessions, physical things, um, things of this reality. And so um, this could totally be for be someone who, you know, you might be very physical when you're angry. You could punch walls or God forbid, I hate to say it, but maybe you have tendencies to hit people. Um, obviously, this is not always true. Um, it could totally go the other way. Um, you might need a lot of time to cool off when you're upset because you need time to rationalize and think about things. You might be quick to admit when you're in the wrong because logically you've already thought about it and you might be like, OK, you're right. Like I should kind of back off or whatever. Um, you know, and same thing like for sex, you might have a very grounded approach towards sex. I don't imagine like you probably could sleep around if you wanted to, but you know, you enjoy sex. It's something you participate in. Um, you might be very sensual. You might be very big on like physical touch and just bringing all your senses kind of into you. Like you're very present during sex and very in the moment and you're very much able to enjoy it. And so, yeah, that is your... Oh, also, before I forget, I was going to end this, but um, Mars is also about your drive. So, um, you know, people with their marginal water sign, you might have a harder time getting things done because your emotions tend to rule, you know, like how you feel is very much a big part of like how well you're going to get things done or if you're going to get things done. Like if you're unhappy, you might kind of shut down and not really feel like you can do anything. Um, but if you are happy, then you might be like, wow, life is great. I'm going to do all these things. It's like almost a little bit manic in that sense. Um, if you have Mars in an earth sign, you might be very good at getting things done because I, I always think like slow and steady wins the race when I think of Mars in an earth, earth sign. Um, if you have Mars in a fire sign, same thing. Like you might be really good at just getting things done um, and just pushing yourself to just do it and be done with it. Um if you are, if you have Mars in an air sign, you might be pretty good at getting things done, but you might kind of like hem and haw at it a little bit. Um, you might spend a lot more time thinking about getting things done than actually doing it because air signs are all about, you know, the mind and, you know, mental stuff. Um, so you might like, you know, spend a lot of time kind of debating in your head, like, do I really want to do this today? Do I not want to do this? Well, how am I going to get it done? And I also need to think about X, Y, and Z and this thing and the other thing. And, um, so, you know, all your thoughts and like all the thinking and hemming and hawing might kind of get in the way of you getting some things done. Um, so yeah, that is your Mars sign. 
The next planet I'm going to be talking about is Jupiter. So Jupiter is known as like the gas giant. It's a giant planet. Um, it is the planet that rules the sign Sagittarius. Um, when I think of Jupiter, I always think of like, you know, go big or go home. It's the same thing I think of when I think of the sign Sagittarius. Um, this planet is all about luck, uh, expansion, abundance. I just, you always want to think of like expansion and optimism and happiness and like good fortune and good luck when you think of Jupiter. Um, so where Jupiter is, is in your chart basically tells you, you know, where do you find your abundance? Where do you find your happiness? Where do you get lucky in life? Um, it's just a really positive, happy planet. Um, you know, it's kind of why like Sagittarius is always known as like the good time Charlie of the Zodiac. Like they just love to party and have fun. And this is kind of what Jupiter is all about. It's joy. It's, you know, where do you find your happiness in life? Um, it's one of my favorite planets because I love positive, happy things and I love expansion. I don't like to feel limited in any way. So, um, yeah, that is Jupiter. I thought, again, I wish I had more to say about it, but I don't. Um, even though it is the planet of expansion, um, it's just a really, really happy sign. And um, sorry, not sign, planet. Uh, but yeah, so that's Jupiter. Um, also, I'm realizing now that now that I get to some of these more um, slower moving planets, uh, I'm probably going to have a little bit less to say about them um, just because they're not they're not as detailed as some of the other planets. Um, they're slower moving. So a lot of these planets tend to be more generational um, than, you know, like your Mercury, Mars, Venus sun sign all that stuff which you know those are like the faster moving planets so those change a lot more frequently and there's a little more variation whereas with um like jupiter saturn neptune uranus pluto um those are more slower moving so they're going to be a little more generational than some of these other planets and also i'm probably gonna have a little bit less to say about them um but yeah so that's jupiter moving on to saturn i always think of saturn as like the complete opposite of jupiter so Saturn is all about restrictions and tough love. It rules the sign Capricorn, which is why, um, you know, people with Capricorn sun or like a lot of Capricorn in their chart might feel very restricted or limited or like they get really unlucky in life. Um, Saturn is all about working for the things that you want. Um, it's kind of the planet that doesn't say, you know, whereas Jupiter is like, you know, it's the light, happy, airy kind of planet that's just like, you know, oh, like you want this thing here, you can have it. It's yours. Like the universe is limitless. Whereas Saturn goes the complete opposite way and says, no, you are limited. And if you want to, you know, if you want this thing that you want, you have to put in the work to get it. Um, Saturn is the planet that really pushes you. It shows you your work ethic, how you work, how you get the work done. Um, where you might feel restricted or challenged in life. You know, earlier in this podcast, I kind of mentioned that I do Saturn return readings. Um, so just really quick, your Saturn return is when your Saturn, your sign, like your the Saturn in your chart, Saturn basically comes back home to the sign it was in the day you were born. Um, and for a lot of people, this doesn't hit till you're in your 30s. And then it hits you again in your 60s, because like I said, Saturn is a very slow move, moving planet. So we have a lot of time generally before um, Saturn comes back to us. And so 
basically when Saturn comes back to you, um, it kind of just asks you, okay, what lessons have you learned? And if you haven't learned the lessons that, you know, your Saturn sign needs you to learn, um, it's really going to be tough on you. This is why like a lot of people go through a really tough time in their 30s and again in their 60s because Saturn is pushing you to learn the lessons that you need to learn. It's a very karmic planet. Um, and the thing is, is with, you know, karma and, you know, these life lessons is that when you don't learn those lessons, um, like life is going to be really challenging for you. And it's it's just going to keep coming back to you over and over and over again until you learn that lesson. Um, and so the good thing is, even though Saturn is a very heavy, very dark, very challenging energy to work with, the thing that I personally really enjoy about Saturn is that, um, you know, once you learn the lesson that Saturn needs you to learn, it's basically smooth sailing. Um, and it really does. It, you come out with a better outcome um, when you learn the lessons that Saturn wants you to learn. So it might be tough going into it, but um, it's all for your own good and you're going to feel really good coming out of it. And you're always going to come out on top, um, especially with the right support system and understanding like your natal chart and um, just really, you know, understanding Saturn and how it works and how you can work with it so that it benefits you. So yeah, that is Saturn. Moving on to Uranus. So Uranus rules the sign Aquarius. Um, it's a very quick planet. It is very um, innovative. It is new. It's reinvention. It's humanity. Um, Uranus is all about like fresh new ideas. Um, it is about following your own path. How do you express your individuality? Um, how, how do you express yourself? How are you weird or quirky or different? Uranus also shows like, you know, what what things do you find freedom in? How do you rebel? Because this is a, a planet that's all about rebellion. Um, that's why the sign Aquarius kind of gets the, it gets the label of being the rebel of the Zodiac. Um, you know, this planet shows like what things do you not feel are, um, you know, what what things in society need to be challenged, basically? Um, what are your boundaries? Where do you draw the line? How do you like to be treated almost? Um, it is all about rebellion and your self-expression and freedom and what things you find freedom in. Um, and yeah, so that is Uranus. Uh, moving on to Neptune. So Neptune rules the sign Pisces, and it is all about... Um, dreams, delusions, the subconscious. Um, it can also be tied in with like psychic abilities um, and emotions, um, but it's it's kind of like beneath the surface. Um, Neptune kind of shows like, you know, what things do you view with rose-colored glasses? What are your dreams? What do you dream about doing? What's your subconscious telling you? Um, what things do you think about subconsciously? It can also sometimes... Um, kind of rule isolation because sometimes we can isolate ourselves in our thoughts um it can also be creative so like you know how do you express yourself through art what areas of life are you creative in um what else neptune can also represent um oneness or feeling you know whole it kind of it's almost it makes me think of like spiritual awakening like you know it's getting rid of your ego and seeing how everything is connected it's transcendence um it's inspiration 
Um, it can also show like any issues that like we might, um, I mean, not only things that we're blind to or things that we might not be able to clearly see, um, but this can also show like any addictions um, or, you know, ways we escape in the natal chart. This is a planet that's all about escapism and kind of like avoiding reality in a sense. It, it like because that's the thing. This planet is not about reality. This is about dreams and delusions and things that are not real, but um, just kind of like hidden subconscious things that we deal with on a day to day basis. Um, so yeah, that's Neptune. Moving on to Pluto. Pluto rules the sign Scorpio. Um, I know there's all that debate about Pluto not being a planet, but guess what? In astrology, Pluto is still a god. Uh, sorry, excuse me. It, it is still a planet. Um, so yeah, Pluto is <sighs> Pluto is all about death and transformation. And, um, you know, when you think about death, like people get freaked out by the word death and the idea of death a lot of the time. But really, death is cyclical. It is a transformation. It is you know, everything dies in life and everything comes back to life. So, um, you know, like when you think of the same Scorpio, you know, Scorpios are really good at transforming themselves. You know, they feel things really deeply and really intensely, but they know how to take it and transform it and to work with it. And they always come out on top because they know how to um, kind of like adapt to the situations they're in, even though they're a fixed sign and they may not want to. Transformation is something that they are really, really good at. Um, a lot of people with Scorpio midheavens, like, you know, Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus, or just a lot of Scorpio, like, in their chart, are really good at, like, taking their careers and reinventing themselves and constantly, like, turning themselves around. Um, so, yeah, Pluto is all about, um, like, similar to Saturn, um, Pluto, like, it shows a lot of tough love. So, when you have Pluto in your chart, um, it basically shows you like let go like I always my mantra I guess or the key thing that I always think of with Pluto is let go or be dragged. Pluto gets you to weave weed out excuse me uh, weed out anything that is no longer serving you. So um, it really gets you to kind of dive deep and um, just take inventory of you know what what things are helping you or hurting you right now and it really pushes you to weed out the things that are um, no longer serving you. Um, it's kind of like, I always think of Pluto as being the planet that kind of gets you to do a, like an inventory check or, you know, it's like cleaning out your closet with Pluto. It's, I think of Pluto as being like your friend that comes over and like goes through your stuff and is like, why do you have this like empty laptop box that's just been collecting dust in your closet for years and years? You don't need this anymore. And the thing is, is when you go through your closet and you weed out all this random crap you've been saving that you don't need, you have room for more things. You realize, oh yeah, all that that stuff that's been sitting in my living room that I haven't put away because there's no space in my closet, I can put that in my closet now. And now I have space in my living room. You know, it gets you to weed out the things that are no longer serving you so that it can allow for um, more abundance and more positive things to grow in your life. Because that's the thing. If we don't get rid of the dead things that are no longer serving us, um, you know, we can't make more room for abundance and prosperity and, you know, happy and healthy relationships in our life if we don't get rid of it. Um, it's the same thing like, you know, when you trim a plant, if there's dead leaves on a plant, um, you got to trim them off so that new life can grow because, you know, life can't grow if we don't get rid of, you know, all the 
negative crap that's no longer serving us. Um, so Pluto shows you like, how do you transform? What things are you not allowing anymore? You know, like in my, I have Pluto and Sagittarius, for example, and you know, my generation is really big on, you know, like we grew up with a lot of religious dogma, Uh, you know, we were really young when 9-11 happened. And, you know, so we've seen all that and we're trying to get rid of it. We're making a world that's more accepting of people and their differences and, you know, being who you are and being authentic. Those are the things that people in my generation are really big on. And so that's, you know, our contribution to the world and how we're changing things. So if you want to know how each generation is shaking things up and changing them and get, getting rid of things, um, look at Pluto in the natal chart because that will tell you um, what things were sort of, you know, weeding out and getting rid of. So, yeah, those are your planets. Um, I hope you got something good out of this podcast. I hope you learned a lot. Um, thank you so, so, so much for listening. Thank you guys for all the downloads. Um, It really, really means a lot to me to know that you guys are all out there listening. Um, As I stated before, if you are interested in a reading, email me, spacewitchpodcast at gmail.com. Check out my Etsy shop that's going to be coming up. I'm so, so, so excited about it. And yeah, I will catch you guys here next week on the Space Witch Podcast.